Good morning, 5 a.m. friends. This is Lisa Chinati calling in from only the best city on the East Coast, Boston, Massachusetts. The 2022 is winding down and we're quickly heading toward a new year. This makes it a perfect time to really start to understand and accept the predictions for real estate matters in 2023. With mortgage rates moving higher, home sales, and in some areas, home prices hitting the brakes, and increased uncertainty felt throughout the market, many homeowners, prospective sellers, and prospective buyers are nervous about next year. Makes sense, right? As of last night, the average 30-year fixed mortgage rate was 7.07%. Inflation rate is still an astounding 8.2%. And the National Association of Realtors tells us that sales of previously owned homes dropped 1.5% from August to September, giving us a seasonally adjusted annual rate of only 4.71 million units. This is the slowest pace for existing home sales that has been observed in the U.S. over the past 10 years. So, given all this data, it makes sense that not only are consumers pulling back to save money and cut expenses and potentially holding off from buying or selling, but agents, team leaders, brokers, and brokerage are pulling back and reassessing expenses as well. Honestly, it's a smart decision for all of us to take some time to really look at the year-to-date profit and loss statement our 2022 budgets that we're working off of, and the budgets that we are creating for 2023. Tom Ferry said cash is king over and over throughout the San Diego team retreat last week, and he is spot on. This market will, without doubt, be difficult for some. It will be filled with opportunity for others. But in order to be in a position to fully capitalize on those opportunities, liquidity, or your access to cash may be crucial. I would argue that every single one of us listening to this call has unnecessary expenses that are buried in our P&Ls. Some of those unnecessary expenses may be totally obvious, but others may not be as easily seen at first glance. Some of the cuts can or should be made may, be, may enable you to save some extra cash, while cutting other expenses may allow you to reallocate resources to different areas of your business, to things that will help you to continue to create additional opportunities and thus additional revenues and profits. What should you be looking at to really give some thought to? I've got a list of a few of the categories that we are looking at within our business. The areas where we know we will be making some cuts along with areas where we will be beefing up some budget. Starting with the areas where we're going to be looking at making some cuts, we've got the following. One, the technology stack. We've all got what seems to be an endless array of softwares, websites, and apps that we use or at least ones that we think we use. Some we may have signed up for to use once or twice, or maybe we forgot that we signed up for a monthly membership with a recurring charge. Think about things like the Silly Compass app on your phone or Landslide or what have you. There may be other pieces of technology that we signed up for or purchased because it was on our list to implement. And maybe we started but really never finished and launched it. In my world, that would be Trainual, which I bought bought to start an online training program for my new agent. But we ended up starting the process and then going a different route because it became too cumbersome. And then I know for a fact that none of us are truly utilizing all of our existing technology to its fullest potential. Most of us have multiple pieces of software that all do the same thing. In my Trainual example, I'm not sure why I even signed up for Trainual to start with. The G Suite has the same functionality, and I'm already paying for and using it for my email and much more. 
We also started using Dropbox way back in 2015. But now that Google Drive is so powerful and used by everyone in the company, it's time to migrate everything we need from Dropbox and just commit to Google and cut that cost. Two, this is going to be a tough one for some of us to stomach, but do we need to travel to and attend all of the conferences that we attend? Or do we need to do it in person? If you feel that you get massive value by attending, can you travel in a cheaper flash fashion, fly coach or take a connection? Can you share a room or stay at an Airbnb? Do you need to have Wi-Fi on the airplane, or can you disconnect and read a good book for a few hours? Three, one of the hardest areas to look at is going to be staffing, but it's an important time to really assess whether you not just have the right people in the right seats, but do you have the correct balance of people? I would argue that a lot of us, myself included, budgeted 2022 with the thought that we would need a much heavier admin staff to support the volume of transactions that we were predicting about 12 months ago. Or maybe we were earning so much that it was easy to justify hiring an assistant to take some tasks off our plates, things that we could and likely should do, but with some extra cash, it made us happier to have someone do those tasks for us. Some other areas to look at, client gifts, meals and entertainment, new phones or computers or gadgets, office space, office supplies, etc. Just have an honest conversation with yourself about what is truly needed and what isn't. Then to start, start to think through maybe putting things into tiers. What things need to be cut or put on hold now? What are the markers you will look for to know whether you need to make additional cuts and what would those be? Remember, preparation is key. Having the plan fully baked will allow you to make smart decisions without emotion and know that you are in control even when things may not feel like you are totally in control. Now, the opposite of where to cut is where to add. And this may be different for each of us based upon strengths and where we really get our business from. But I would argue that each and every one of you has a lead source that is probably substantially more profitable than you really actually realize. If you look at your list of closed deals from the past 12 to 24 months and then look at your P&L, you would be able to find the true cost of acquisition for each customer. I am willing to bet that not many of us know that for each and every lead source in our deal list. I will openly and honestly admit that I do not know these numbers myself, but I am committed to finding out. If I've got a steady source with a lower than expected customer acquisition cost, you know where I will be reallocating some funds. And before cutting any marketing expenses, you want to be sure that you won't be cutting off something that is actually helping you to generate revenues and profits. So I know that talking about money and particularly cutting costs and saving money is often taboo in our society. But what I hope you will all take with you as you leave this call today is that right now, more than ever, knowledge is power, especially with respect to money. The more you know, the more prepared you will be to capitalize on the many opportunities that are waiting for us.